The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today. Very nice, warm summer day in northern Nevada, enjoying all of the benefits of living here, like not only the beautiful outdoors, but the great events. You know, it seems like every week during the summertime, there's another outstanding event to take advantage of in northern Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, it can almost be addictive to me because I want to do everything. And now I'm finding out that, boy, it's just back to back to back to back, all good, but I've got to pick and choose which one is right for me so that I can take care of my personal life. And one of the things that we all want to take care of in our personal lives is managing our credit history, our credit reports. We have to have a good credit report whenever we are looking to do something involving a purchase, financing, and a mortgage, that's the top. So that is one of the most important things to always be vigilant of and take care of is your good credit. It can be as simple as just making sure that you make your payments on time. But if you're in a challenge of getting your score up for a variety of reasons, like getting a better mortgage rate, well, then you have to make sure that you're taking care of all the details and the nuances of what it takes to get a good credit score. It was announced recently by Equifax that one of the three and pretty soon all three of the credit bureaus are going to be using something known as trended data so that they can better understand customer behaviors essentially so that they can better determine what your true credit score is and one of the things that is going to be looked at with great scrutiny starting in September of 2016 is how much of a payment you make when you do make your credit card or your installment loan payments do you pay the minimum amount do you pay more than the minimum do you pay all of it it's going to have an effect on what your credit utilization and your credit history looks like. Now, there's many, many things that are involved in the credit report, and the guidelines are always moving. It's like a moving target, but we want to keep you informed here on Nevada Real Estate Radio what you need to do to stay ahead of the game. Later in the show, we have Alicia Johnson with us. She's an attorney at the Johnson Law Practice talking about managing property management companies. That's right. If you are out of town and you're depending on your property manager to take care of your rental property, you better make sure that your property manager is fully equipped and ready to go. Also later in the show, Rocket Tom Termina thinking outside the globe. On the show with us today, we also have Michelle Holbert joining us from Caliber Home Loans. And she's going to talk to us not only about her take on credit reports and good credit history, but also on the local housing market and a surprising part of the housing market that is coming back. It is coming back big. And what part of that housing market is it? We're going to tell you right after this commercial break. 
SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Glad to be with you today. What a nice day it is in northern Nevada. Every summer I say summer is my favorite season. But every winter I say winter is my favorite season because there's always so much going up and going on in northern Nevada. It's a wonderful place to visit and more and more people are finding that it's a wonderful place to live. Hot Dogs Nights was just over and people come from all over the world to visit our fair city and beautiful part of the state. And I would bet more and more people are going to be thinking, maybe we should move to northern Nevada. I mean, we love classic cars and there's always classic cars running around and Hot August Nights, what a wonderful event. Great things to do in northern Nevada and if you want to buy a house, it's a great place to start looking for a beautiful home because almost any direction you look at, it's a great scene. With us today from the company Caliber Home Loans, Michelle Holbert with us and is with us, and she's a mortgage loan originator and is going to chat with us a little bit about the Northern Nevada real estate market. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks, Peter. How's everything with you? It is fantastic. I'm enjoying the summer and I'm enjoying helping people with their challenges and their goals of purchasing homes. You know, that's one thing, Michelle, it seems like it isn't seasonal anymore. Seems to be active all year long. That's true. It used to be, and you've been a lender before, so July, August was our our high season. Mm -hmm. Um, Early spring was the high season. And now it seems, you're right, it seems to go year round. Mm -hmm. Um, A little snow on the roof isn't going to deter anybody from buying a home. Right. But, you know, the fact is uh, everybody's looking for some kind of an edge or advantage nowadays because there is a quote-unquote housing shortage. That housing shortage, I believe, Michelle, is from current owners of properties that feel they're not ready to sell. The market might go up some more, and they're just hanging on to that property a little bit longer thinking they'll get a a better price. What do you think of my philosophy on that? There's definitely some merit to that. Um, I also think, though, that (laughs) – Maybe there's no place for them to go. If they take a step up, um, keeping in mind it's it's a little bit harder to try and buy and sell a house at the same time. You mm-hmm. definitely have sellers that maybe don't want to accept a contingency. So I do think that that keeps people from maybe venturing up to a higher price range unless they have their house sold first. I, I get I have a, a lot of buyers that have intrepidation about doing that. They don't, they don't want to sell their house and then they're homeless. Well, or they don't want to have two house payments for a month or two while they're... Exactly. And many people can't qualify with two house payments, nor are they comfortable with that, and their equity is actually coming from Mm -hmm. the sale of their home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like no matter what part of the financial platform or or graph you are 
uh, looking at, no matter where you are, there's challenges to buy. If you have, like you say, if you own your home free and clear and you want to move up, what are you going to do uh, if you can't find a home as fast as somebody can buy your home? And if you're a first-time home buyer and you're looking to buy a home and the prices continue to creep up, what are you going to do? You can only afford so much home. And now first-time home buyers are competing with so many people to purchase homes. I, I've still heard, Michelle, from the realtors I talked to that many times there's an offer immediately after the property comes out in the MLS. And on top of that, there's multiple offers, people even offering more than the house is being sold for. That, that is correct. And you see that especially in the lower priced homes, whether it's a single family, uh, manufactured, a condo, um, you are starting to see multiple offers on the very first day. Mm-hmm. And that that has its challenges because you're, you know, as a first time home buyer, let's say you're competing with cash buyers, you're competing with investors, you're competing with other people in your own demographics. So we're, we're noticing where people will have to maybe add a couple thousand dollars to the price to be able to get their offer accepted. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a, it's a challenging time for first-time buyers. I, I won't deny that. We're talking with Michelle Holbert. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Many, many years of history in the business. And, you know, Michelle, one of the things I love about you is that you're a native of Nevada. You know northern Nevada really well. And so new people moving into northern Nevada who are out about looking for a home, they might find a house they like, but it may not really be in the right neighborhood that they like. Let our listeners know a little bit about what you know about northern Nevada. Oh, my gosh, Peter. I've, I'm born and raised in northern Nevada. I grew up in Hawthorne, um, so I know rural Nevada very mm. well. Um, I've lived in Reno for over 30 years, so I've seen the crazy changes within our city, Reno and Sparks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, when I first moved here, Spanish Springs was considered a, a very rural area. There mm. was It was challenging to lend in Spanish Springs, and really? now you think about it, and it's, you know, it's so suburban, it's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, almost like another city up there. It, it is. It, it really is. But... What you know, there's so many great neighborhoods within our city for mm-hmm. for every person out there. Um, and even if you're not, you know, if you're willing to drive a little bit, it opens up a whole new world and a whole new, whole new price range. Mm-hmm. People from California come here, and you know, they never scoff at having to drive 25 to 30 minutes to get to their house because, of course, they're driving an hour to an hour and a half to get to their home, you know, home to work. If they're living in the Bay Area. If they're living in the Bay Area Mm -hmm. or or Los Angeles. So that's not an issue for those folks. If you grew up in, you know, rural Nevada like I did, if, you know, if you have to drive longer than 15 minutes, you bellyache about it. So I'm spoiled. Right. No, we have a lot of benefits in northern Nevada, especially when you compare them to other parts of the country. So beautiful homes, beautiful scenery, but the demand is going up because of many factors. The big factor is the economic comeback that's, you know, that's affected a good part of Nevada and the country. But a big part beyond that is the technology that is moving into northern Nevada. It's just more of a demand and there's projected to be more of a demand for homes. So that poses big challenges for people looking to take advantage of the low interest rates and the positive economy. It seems like there's always something, Michelle, that people have to deal with as challenges to purchase a home. You know, I I would say that when you find a home, 
that you like and you're in that buying mood, you better be ready. Yeah, absolutely, you better be ready because there is – you can't afford to start your loan application that when you're looking for a house. It, ha- it needs to be done ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. I talked with some clients last night who – um, approached me about five months ago, and they were interested in a home. Well, they weren't ready. And we worked with them and told them exactly what they needed to do to get ready. Mm-hmm. Well, they listened, and they are ready. And they're now making an offer on a home today Very nice. because, you know, what they did not only improved their credit score, you know, probably 50 points, but they were able to secure the funds they needed to be able to purchase. And you know, now it's, now it's so much less stressful. When you eliminate that unknown, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a much smoother process. Plus, your odds of getting your loan or your contract accepted are a lot better than if you're not pre-approved. You bet, it's kind of like taking a trip. Before you take your trip, you check your map, you make all your reservations, you do everything you need to do to make sure that you have a successful trip, you know, just start planning it when you hit the gas on that first mile. Same with buying a home. And to me, Michelle, I think that the pre-approval letter is almost like your certificate of eligibility and essentially for the average person because that's the green light to move forward. Well, it is. And, and Peter, there's times when I'm called, you know, we send the approval letter out. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call from parties in the transactions, the realtors, mm-hmm. that want to know it, it, truly, is this valid? Because again, you've been a lender before. You know that there's some lender or some approval letters that aren't worth the paper that they're written on. And yep. I can assure you, if it comes from us, that is not the case. Unless the buyer does something, you know, and blows that up somehow, it's valid. But I have agents that will call in, and they they want verification of funds. They want to see the monies, and we have to get released from the buyer to send that to them. That's how competitive it is. And I think it's wise for the realtors to do that, Michelle, because, look, there are lenders who are brand, brand new in the industry. I remember my first day, my first week, my first month. I was issuing pre-approval letters, too, back in the early 2000s, and I really wasn't checking all that much because I was just doing the minimum work that I had learned up to that point with you, it's years and years of experience, and I think a pre-approval letter from Michelle Holbert is probably almost as good as gold. <laughs> well, well, we'd like to think so. Like I said, unless the buyer does something crazy within a short time frame to, to really ruin that, to blow it, yeah. it, it should be good. Yeah. We're going to talk more about the pre-approval process. I want to talk about that hot part of the housing market in Northern Nevada that most people aren't even thinking about right now, and we want to talk about the credit report changes that are coming this fall in 2016. It's called Trended Credit Data that's going to be affecting credit reports all across the country. Great conversation on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Annie Grogan, Assistant Vice President at Fidelity National Home Warranty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is instrumental in keeping us informed on up-to-date real estate information. Street Smarts on the house. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. 
With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender. There is risk in owning investment real estate and a lot of misinformation out there about it. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, has been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Sherry knows there's a thousand ways you can invest in real estate, but if you don't have the right strategy or the best entity, LLC, Series LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp, in place, it's a lot harder to become a successful real estate investor. Call Sage International Incorporated, 775-786-5515, to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Thank you. Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, your host, and I'm pleased to be with you today just as I have been over the course of the 11 years. Every week, right here broadcasting in northern Nevada, helping people make great decisions when they're looking to buy or sell real estate. It's an ever-changing market. There's always news happening. I talked to a gentleman last night, and we were talking about what the real estate market is like. We, we decided it's kind of like the ocean. It goes up and down. But it's always moving. There's always action going on in the real estate business. So whether you're looking to buy a home as a primary residence or maybe it's your second home, investment property, it doesn't matter. If you make the right call, it's going to be good for your financial well-being, for your business, your family business or a real business if it's investment property. So you want to always have an edge. And the best way to get an edge is to have great information from experts that have been doing this work many, many years. Today, we have Michelle Hulbert. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans, has been helping people for, well, how many years, Michelle, have you been a mortgage lender? I bet it's over 10 I bet it's over 15. Just a few. Just a few over. (laughs) At that point, it's like, wow, you've seen some trends. You've seen some really crazy markets. You were there before the housing boom. There during the boom, during the bust. Uh, Always rocking, always helping people get a mortgage to purchase a home. Do you remember back in 2007, 8, 9, 10, 12 at the bottom of the market? I bet you were still doing deals even then. Oh, of course. Yeah, there was still 
there was still business to be done. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say I spent a lot of time counseling people yeah. in 2008 through 2010. Um, and, you know, that, that certainly paid off because by helping those when they're, I guess, in, in a in a time of of you know uh, the unknown because none of us have ever seen that before mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i think that helped when they were ready to buy again there was yeah. somebody that there was that was there to walk them through the process tell them what their options were and that paid off big and that was a benefit to my clients that you know i'm i'm glad i was able to help a lot of people that were suffering during the meltdown and during the bottom of the market they had to do short sales they had to make tough decisions and now, just four years later, many of those people, they're back in the, in the market. They're yeah. boomerang buyers. And in many ways, Michelle, I see that the people that did those short sales early on, they really came out ahead of everybody else because they got rid of property. that They were way underwater. They were able to recover time-wise so they can get a mortgage. And in many cases, they were able to buy the same home, same type of home, or even a better home for less money. There is definitely something to be said for being the first person out there in the game mm-hmm. because the clients that took advantage of it right away, 2008, 9, and 10, it's interesting, Peter, the mortgage guidelines were a lot less stringent than when it came to short sales and foreclosures. Mm-hmm. So you were able to get right back in the game if you had a short sale as long as certain factors applied. It's not the case now with your traditional loan programs. FHA and conventional guidelines have a certain timeline. Mm-hmm. Um but we have come up with portfolio product lines that allow somebody to get back in the game immediately, even if you've had a foreclosure. So there are options for everybody. But um, And plus, the people that bought back in 11 and 12 hit it out of the park because they literally bought at the bottom of the market. Now yeah. I'm seeing those people in 2016 selling these houses with substantial equity. So. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm very happy for those people because they were the ones hurting the most back at the bottom of the market. Today we're talking about credit score components, we're talking about trended credit, and we're also going to talk about some of the hottest uh, types of real estate you can look at purchasing in Northern Nevada as we're really getting into a real active part of our real estate time um, in, you know, in, as compared to the mortgage meltdown. Before we get to that part, though, let's talk a little bit more about credit and how important it is to people that want to buy homes. So we're talking a little bit about the trended data that's going to be used by the three credit bureaus starting in the fall of 2016. But when it comes down to it, Michelle, it's all about having good credit. And good credit is the key to being able to get the best value on a mortgage. You actually do get you get a lower interest rate in some cases when you have a higher credit score. Very true. Lower lower interest rate, lower PMI costs mm-hmm. if you don't have 20% down. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a big difference, especially on conventional loans. Mm-hmm. FHA, not so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, you don't see the huge variations. But the difference between in interest rate between somebody having, let's say, a 640 credit score and a 740 credit score on an interest rate mm-hmm. can be a half a percent. Wow. And on a PMI cost, it could also be about a half a percent. And what that means to the pocketbook is thousands of dollars over Absolutely. the course of a year or more. Uh, it can make a huge difference in what your payment's gonna be and what kind of a home you can afford to buy. Well, and Peter, some of the fixes for people's credit scores are minor. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. A, I can't ever tout myself as a credit repair expert. That's against our guidelines in our industry. Mm-hmm. But we've seen enough to know that 
with a few little tweaks here and there with paying off a, you know, a, a credit card that is close to the credit limit or paying it down or repositioning, you can make a world of difference in your credit score. And it's, it's simple. People don't know that. You'd be surprised. They need to teach us in high school. Yeah, they absolutely do. I'm talking with Michelle Holbert. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans here in northern Nevada. The thing I love about your company, Caliber Home Loans, Michelle, is that you guys are specialists. All you do is mortgages. You don't get involved with all that other complicated banking stuff like checking savings and safety deposit boxes. It must be really comfortable knowing that you can stay in that lane because that's what people want from you. It is. I've, I've never really, um, at least in the last 25 years, worked for a bank. And I like being the mortgage expert. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I have anybody else pulling strings that, oh, this month is, you know, checking account month. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to focus on uh, auto yeah. loans or yeah. something like that. No, Absolutely. it's going to be a specialist, especially in this area, because there are so many so many nuances. So credit score components, the most important things about credit scores really come down into about five different categories. Delinquencies, right? how much your, uh, your past delinquencies have been, uh, your debt ratio, essentially how much debt you have as a, compared to your income or how much debt you have of different categories compared to the other categories that are there. The average age of the file, of course, if you opened up a new account recently, it's not gonna give you as much benefit as if you've had it a year or more and you've always made those payments on time. The fourth component is mix of credit. You know, what kinds of credit do you have? The installment loan, uh, credit card loan, uh, auto loan, a mortgage. Having more of a variety of a mix of credit is certainly going to help your credit score because it shows that you can handle different kinds of transactions. And then finally, uh, number five is the number of inquiries on your credit score. And that's an area that many laymen, people that aren't in the industry of real estate or mortgage, they don't know what inquiries mean and why it has such a big impact on your credit report. Michelle, can you share with us your take on inquiries when it comes to credit reports? It, sure. Inquiries for credit um, are essentially you have applied for a credit card or an auto loan with a vendor. And if I pull a mortgage credit report, that will count as a hit or an inquiry. Mm -hmm. Where it gets a little complicated, Peter, is if you are applying for a mortgage and you've also been shopping for a car and let's say shopping for a credit card, you can significantly lower your score by having multiple inquiries within a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And consumers don't realize that a lot of times. If you just have one hit for a mortgage inquiry, that really doesn't do a whole lot of damage. But it's where you have multiple types in a short period of time that you really have to be concerned. If you're somebody that has a high credit score, chances are it's not going to impact you as much. The people that it impacts, though, are those that with more of the fragile scores. Yeah. You know, you're in that 680 and below range, whereas one additional inquiry really may hurt your ability to get that program or that interest rate. Yeah, and I think that people that have those high scores to begin with, Michelle, it's because they didn't have all those inquiries in their past. That's correct. Uh, so it's like if you're out shopping for a loan of any kind or financing of any kind and you go from one vendor to vendor, uh, the credit report is essentially saying to anybody that reads it, here's somebody that wants credit, they're shopping around all over for it, but apparently they can't get it. So 
that that's also going to be another ding on their credit report. So the big takeaway from today is that if you are in the process of shopping for a home with a mortgage or you're just getting started with a mortgage, don't have anybody else run your credit unless you talk to your lender first because your lender will tell you how that pull, right, Michelle, could impact your credit score. Absolutely, we will. And Peter, we will find out about it. So what happens is, is if let's say you apply for a home loan Mm -hmm. and then, so we've pulled your credit, then a week later, you apply for a credit card or a jet ski or a car. Within a couple of weeks, we're going to be notified that that has occurred, and we're going to ask you to explain that and or provide evidence that you have not obtained new debt. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, as long as I have been in this business, people still either forget or they think we're not going to find out. I have a lot of clients that will call and say, look, my car just died. Can I afford to buy a car while I'm buying a house? Mm -hmm. And in many cases, yes, of course. We're never going to tell somebody, if they, as long as they qualify, that they can't do something, especially if it's a need. Sure. Those. It's funny. The people that usually can't afford it are the ones that don't call. Well, they think nobody's going to notice because <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll probably think, well, the, the mortgage lender, Michelle's already pulled my credit report a couple of weeks ago, so I'll just go out shop for a motorcycle. And if they pull my credit report, who's to know? But the computer age now has everything tied together, right? You guys find out right away. We do because we have to pull a final, mm-hmm. um, like a, a final audit, mm-hmm. if you will, before closing, and it shows any recent inquiries. And then they got to be explained. It can put a delay on the transaction, and that delay could cost you the home that you want right. to buy because the seller might not be willing to go with that delay. So very important to manage your credit properly. Talk to your lender. Talk to Michelle Hulbert. Make sure that you don't pull any credit inquiries unless they're absolutely necessary. That's the big takeaway on credit today. But Michelle, I also want to talk about the hottest part of Northern Nevada real estate market that's kind of unknown to a lot of people today because they're not really thinking about it. Share with our listeners what we talked about. Peter, it's it, it's interesting because as markets evolve, and you know we've done this for a long time, and and it, that one thing we can always count on is everything comes back into favor. Mm-hmm. Right now, because of the higher priced stick built homes, we're seeing manufactured housing make a reentrance um, into you know into mainstream mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the longest time over the past let's say 5 to 7 years manufactured housing has been very inexpensive um you know, a lot of cash transactions well now that those prices have crept up as well we're starting to see those financed again yeah. and in in abundance so you know some people that have been priced out of the traditional market for a single family home are taking a look at the manufactured side, because in some cases they can take, you know, twenty to sixty thousand off of the price of the home mm-hmm. by buying a manufactured. Now, manufactured housing is there's more, you know, restrictions on that type of transaction. Mm-hmm. There's inspections required to verify that it's never been moved from its original placement, that it has what are called HUD tags, um, that it's on a permanent foundation, and mm-hmm. that it's considered real property. Yeah. These are all items that you know we have to verify with the proper inspections before we'll lend on, on a home that's manufactured. But what great thing about manufactured homes of today is that they're, they're like real homes. I mean, I have been in some new manufactured homes recently, Michelle. 
I would swear I'm in a, in a full constructed home, but the quality is what makes you feel that way because you can't really tell the difference. They're not like the homes of the 70s, which at that time, they were called trailer houses. Right. But now, a manufactured home kind of looks like the old trailer houses, but when it gets put on a foundation, it becomes a permanent fixture on that foundation. It's converted legally into real property. Well, then it's it's solid. I mean, it is a solid piece of property. And in many cases, you get a little bit more land with a manufactured home than you do with a typical stick-built home. Correct. Um, some of the areas, um, Cold Springs, there's manufactured homes, um, Sun Valley, Washoe Valley, out in the you know the Virginia City Highlands area. Mm-hmm. These are all places that have a good you know a good inventory of manufactured homes. And you're right, they're typically on a, a little bit more property, maybe a half an acre to an uh-huh. acre. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people want that. And yeah. you're right. The manufactured homes of the last 10 to 15 years are beautiful. They're very well constructed. Um, you really don't notice the difference. It's a good thing to think about as an alternative to a stick-built home if you're challenged with today's high prices and lack of availability. So take a look at that. Think about what a manufactured home could do for you, for your life, for your family, and it might be the right way for you. And Michelle, I'm sure you offer great financing packages on mortgages to purchase manufactured homes. We do. We can do manufactured uh, financing for just about any product type except for Jumbo, um, including we can even do the bond, the grant programs. That's what I was going to ask. You know, we were talking about credit issues a little bit ago, and we were talking about how, you know, it can make a big difference on your interest rate if you have a low score versus a high score. You offer down payment assistance grants, all sorts of programs are available to help people. I'd imagine they are credit score driven as well. They are. So you have to have a you have to have a good score, basically, to take advantage of the opportunities out there beyond just finding the house, but it's on the financing and all the things that go with it. The grant programs have tiered their scoring requirements. So entry level gets you a minimum of a 3% grant. If you take it up a notch on your credit score, you can get up to 5%. Manufactured housing requires even a higher, it requires a 680 FICO score. Why not make sure that all of our buyers, all of our people getting financing have good scores and the ability to repay those mortgages so that we don't have the problems that we had half a dozen years ago when the mortgage meltdown took place. Things are going well in northern Nevada for the business of real estate and people looking for the right opportunities. And Michelle, you're a big part of that. I want to thank you for all the work that you do to help today's buyers get started and close those deals. Thanks, Peter. That's very nice. Touching back on the pre-approval process mm-hmm. that is imperative because you really need to set yourself up for the best results, not only in your ability to get your offer accepted, but your ability to get the best and most favorable financing terms. You bet. We've got all of your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Michelle, we're going to make it easy for people to find you, and I'm looking forward to the next time I have a chance to talk to you here on our radio show. Thanks, Peter. It's been great being here again. Coming up right after this break, we're joined by Alicia Johnson. She's an attorney at the Johnson Law Practice. We're going to be talking about managing property managers. And, of course, later in the show, Rocket Tom Taramina, thinking outside the globe. This is Alicia Johnson from Reno, Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is a highly knowledgeable individual about real estate in northern Nevada. 
So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. There is risk in owning investment real estate and a lot of misinformation out there about it. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, has been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Sherry knows there's a thousand ways you can invest in real estate, but if you don't have the right strategy or the best entity, LLC, Series LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp, in place, it's a lot harder to become a successful real estate investor. Call Sage International Incorporated, 775-786-5515, to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. With the opportunities in real estate, especially for investors, come challenges. I invited a guest to join us in the studio today to talk about real estate as a business. A real estate attorney is with us today. Her name is Alicia Johnson from the Johnson Law Practice. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you on our radio show. You were our guest. Uh, it was this last winter, and I really enjoyed having you uh, come on the show. Our conversation went so fast. We were talking about eminent domain at the time, and uh, there was a lot of talk in the uh, media about the things going on at the university campus with em- eminent domain, and, and more and more people were just asking, wow, is that a risk that I can take here? So. Great feedback on that, but I remember I had other things to talk to you about. I asked you if you come back on the show. I'm glad you're here. Well, We've got I'm, them today. I'm so glad to be back. It was, we did have a, a great conversation last time, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So in the meantime, I remember a little story that came into my life, and that was a friend called me who was on vacation. I think he was in Cancun or some exotic place while I was working and toiling on my job here, I think it was December, January, February, somewhere in there anyway, he was vacationing at the right time, but he called me in a panic. He said, Peter, 
big troubles. Can you help me? I said, well, let me know. What, what do you need? He said, I'm on vacation down here with my lovely bride. I just got a call. There's troubles at my rental. I don't know what to do. I said, well, did you call your management company? He said, that is the trouble. It's the management company. They won't take care of what they need, and now there's big troubles, and I don't want to have to get up and leave from vacation. Who can you recommend? Well, Alicia, I remembered our conversation and about the work that you did, and I asked him to call you. Would you like to share with us a little bit about how that went? Sure, Peter. He called me also in a panic. He was trying to get uh, some tenants out of the property because they were not paying rent. And his management company had performed the eviction. However, they did not do it properly. And so the tenant was able to fight the eviction. Mm. And so as a result, there was a court hearing. There there were all kinds of things and complications that arose. And he was very frustrated. And, I, you know, I just told him, this really is the fault of your management company. And they need to take care of that for you. Mm. They need to fix it because they created the problem. Mm. And by the way, maybe you should look at finding a different management company because evictions are 101 management company stuff. They should know exactly what they're doing with that. They should not be making mistakes. That is sort of their bread and butter of what Mm -hmm. they do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I told him, talk to your management company, see what they can do for you because they they are the ones that really got this wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously all management companies are not created equally because if you're saying that's management 101, how could they have missed something like that? How how can a mistake be made on an eviction when that's – I mean, you have to have a license to do that, I would believe. Do you have to have a license to be a management company? You do have to be licensed through the real estate division to be a management company. Uh, the eviction process is something that every management company should know how to do, but it isn't part of the licensing requirements. Hmm. And so it doesn't mean just because you've hired a management company doesn't mean that they know how to do these things. And maybe mm-hmm. they're a new company and they've never done an eviction before or, you know, things happen. Maybe a, a mistake was made. Um, I believe in this case it was the service that was an issue. They did not serve the notice properly, yeah. uh, which is a really basic element of the mm-hmm. eviction process. So I don't know what happened here. I, I don't even know who the management company was. I would certainly say that that's something you should ask your management company when you're talking to them and hiring them to be your management company you know do you know how to do a basic eviction what does that involve mm-hmm. do you check the property uh, you know I've had I, I've had scenarios where the property was not checked for a year and the property in that time frame was completely destroyed by the tenant Wow. So it's really important to make sure that your management company is doing their job. They're getting paid every month out of the rent that you pay them. Make sure that they're actually doing their job. I'm talking with Alicia Johnson. She's an attorney at Johnson Law Practice in Northern Nevada. And my name is Peter Padilla. I'm your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I think a lot of people want to think that they're really smart nowadays because you have the internet at your disposal, you have all sorts of people offering you guidance and advice. And I think sometimes, Alicia, people get into deals thinking that they've got so much on the edge when in fact they really don't. Uh, we're overconfident. A hubris sets in. That could I can see that happening when you are out and about shopping for either a lender, an attorney, a realtor, a management company. I mean, I would think just as a layperson, all management companies know what the heck they're doing. That's why they're management companies. You really have to interview people, don't you, before you sign on the dotted line that you want their services. It is so important, and I think that referrals are very important too. 
So if you need a management company, ask your attorney. Your attorney probably can give you a recommendation Mm -hmm. because attorneys know who are the bad management companies, who are the good ones, because they've dealt with them on both sides. Right. So that's, I think, a very important component of it. And obviously, yes, please interview the people that you're hiring and interview more than one and see what the differences are. I encourage that even with my the people who come to see me. Yes. So when people come to talk to you about challenges they've had, like my friend who was out of town and he didn't properly interview, obviously, his management company, when you're getting to those uh, interviews and reviews, you're probably looking at some text on the screen or maybe you're even looking at documents that you have to sign to engage the contract and the services of these different entities. A lot of people, again, they fake it. They think that they don't want to seem stupid to the other side. So they look at that contract like they have read it every single day, but they may not really know what they're reading. Talk to us about the services that your law firm offers as far as contract reviews. I absolutely think it's critical for people to have their contracts reviewed by an attorney. And it can be anything from a management company contract. It can be purchasing property. uh, It can be a variety of things. But what's really important is that that contract was drafted by somebody. And typically, if it's presented to you, it was drafted by somebody representing the other side. And they don't have your interests at heart when they drafted that contract. They drafted it for their client or if it was drafted by a company, it was drafted for them. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have an attorney review it and make sure, and a lot of times, sometimes you cannot change the contract. But I've reviewed contracts for people and and this is really true with uh, new construction contracts because those are extremely one-sided for new construction houses. And I've actually reviewed contracts and said, these are the things I think you should add in here. Mm -hmm. And these are the typical clauses that I see. And this is how you rebut them and say, I would like to see X, Y, Z added. And I've had clients come back and say, well, they won't do it. And I say, well, your choice is to either buy the house with these clauses in there or you go somewhere else. And I've had clients go other elsewhere and say, we're just not going to buy this house because we don't want those risks out there. Well, how many times have you had clients that you're working on a process like this and you do get those changes or you at least meet halfway in negotiations? It ha- it happens all the time. Uh, and, and a lot of times the changes that I suggest are accepted because typically it's just, let's make this clause mutual. Mm-hmm. If you're going to request this of my client, then my client is only asking that it go both ways. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the, one of the challenges, I love that I can be candid with you about what people in the industry say to me is this Alicia and that is that they're concerned many people are concerned that if they get their attorney by the way who might be a personal injury attorney if they get their attorney involved with a real estate deal now the attorney is going to try to find some way to make a big deal out of something technically over lawyer the contract to make money and I as the consumer or the home buyer you know have to have other expense and other hassles and what's your take on that well in my experience that does happen, and I've seen it with big firms in particular. Um, however, when I review a contract, I, I don't do that. What I, I want the deal to happen. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that my client is protected. And like I said, the, the changes that I typically will request are accepted because they are very usually minor things that help my client have a little more rights, equal out the contract a little bit, and... 
they're typically accepted. And if they're not, then we can kind of negotiate and say, well, what if we do this or we do that? And that mm-hmm. it, the parties can come to an agreement. Mm-hmm. And so my goal always when I'm reviewing a contract is number one, to protect my client, but number two, to make sure the deal goes through because oh, everybody wants the deal to go through. Right. Um, and if we, if we get too stuck in the minutia of, of the contract, sometimes that makes the deal go away. Um, and, and the, the experience that I had with the one client and that actually has only happened to me once where the clients just said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy this house, um, was it was an interesting scenario because I've reviewed several new construction contracts and they usually do kind of agree to change some of the clauses. But this one, this particular builder said, we do not make a single change to our contracts. The contract is what it is. You either take it or leave it. Wow. And and so and my clients, I think, really that bothered them more mm-hmm. than the fact that they, you know, wouldn't make the changes. It was just right. this is it. Take it or leave it. So. Right. That's not a very consumer friendly attitude. Doesn't seem like, does it? It's not. And, you know, this was a couple of years ago. So it wasn't necessarily when the housing market was booming the way it is right now. Right. So I can see commanding that maybe mm-hmm. in a tighter market. But yeah. Well, it's good advice that you give your clients to look over those documents because in many cases, those documents can change their life for the better or worse. And you have to know that you're going in the right direction. And the best way to know that is by getting good advice on whatever front you're working on. Uh, Rather than doing it all by yourself, get some guidance. You'll sleep better at night and, and more likely you'll make the right decision. I'm talking with Alicia Johnson from Johnson Law Practice in Northern Nevada. And I've got another question for you that I'm going to have you ponder over this commercial break. It's this. What happens when two parties not married purchase a home very happy for a couple of years and then suddenly things fall to pieces and they want out? But first, we're going to hear from my friend Rocket Tom, someone who helps me think outside the globe. This is Rocket Tom challenging you to think outside the globe. Once upon a time, products that were made in America with the global benchmark of value and reliability. Then the Japanese began replicating our products to much lower standards and at far less cost. Then, W. Edwards Deming was engaged by the Japanese manufacturers to teach them how to build inexpensive products reliably. The products made in Japan today are among the finest in the world in value and reliability. Then, other Asian companies began competing for the low-end market of products. America gave in to believing that they could not compete with Asia in price and began offshoring their manufacturing. Large chain stores began dictating price points, and we now have a global crisis of unsafe and unreliable products in our homes. Made in America can once again become the global standard if corporate America would learn the fundamentals of manufacturing reliable products at a competitive price, instead of yielding to the folly of offshore manufacturing. To learn more about thinking outside the globe, you can find me at the web at rockatom.com. This is Brett Janelle from Reno, Nevada. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. 
Sage advice is what you get when you listen to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thank you, Peter. There is risk in owning investment real estate and a lot of misinformation out there about it. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, has been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Sherry knows there's a thousand ways you can invest in real estate, but if you don't have the right strategy or the best entity, LLC, Series LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp, in place, it's a lot harder to become a successful real estate investor. Call Sage International Incorporated, 775-786-5515, to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. With me in the studio, Alicia Johnson is with us. She's an attorney at the Johnson Law Practice here in Northern Nevada. She's a real estate attorney is what I call her. She is uh, one person to know uh, if you need some knowledge on your transaction, whether you're already in it, if you're thinking about getting started, or if you're having trouble with a tenant, just like we talked about in the earlier segment, uh, you really need to have somebody on your side. So uh, we'll have all of Alicia's contact information on our website after the show, nevadarealestateradio.com. Going into the break, Alicia, we talked about a scenario where now, now, nowadays it's very common for unmarried people to get together, two guys, two gals, a guy and a gal, whatever combination you can get from that, and they start to cohabitate. Then they decide, hey, why not just buy a house instead of paying this rent? We can share, and they do that too. They go through that whole process, and then a year or two later, things kind of fall out of the relationship. Now you have a couple that's not married. They're just living together, but they each technically own part of the home, and they want to they want to break up. Have you dealt with anything like that? That comes up quite a bit, actually, Peter. And I, I just recently had a case that was along those lines. A couple, you know, bought a house together, mm-hmm. each put some money down, and then a year later, they don't like each other anymore. And now they're having to share a roof together and decide how the property is going to be split, whether they have to sell it or whether one of them is going to buy out the other. So, and then, you know, dealing with, with all of that while there's a lot of anger and emotion can be very difficult. Mm. And so what I, what I try to encourage people to do is before it gets to that point when everybody's happy and on the same page enter into an agreement it can be a very simple agreement about what happens to this house if everybody wants to part ways and so that way it's in writing you just follow the letter of the agreement and you guys can split up and go your separate ways and there's you don't have to get attorneys involved uh, like in this situation where attorneys did get involved and that raises the cost it lowers the amount of equity that's in the property because now you're paying attorneys and that's going to take away from the money that you have in the property and so you know people if people want to cohabitate habitate buy a house together great but really think about setting up something in advance to overcome any potential difficulties in the future. Is there such a thing like a prenup for people that are just wanting to cohabitate? It's not a statutory thing like 
a prenup is. A prenup is authorized by Nevada law, and there's a whole statutory scheme with regard to it. Scheme. Yes, <laughs> there is. And there's a whole bunch of case law that goes along with that statutory scheme. So it's not nearly as regulated, I guess, mm-hmm. as a prenuptial agreement would mm-hmm. be. It's more just, it's just a, it's truly just a contract. As a reminder. two people, yeah. it's basically a partnership agreement like is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Cohabitation prenup. There you go. I was telling a friend this morning that our median home price in northern Nevada is $80,000 higher than the median home price in southern Nevada. So suddenly, I feel like I'm in an upscale neighborhood just because I moved to northern Nevada 20 years ago. I didn't have to go to Incline Village. It's right here, Reno, Nevada. That is an amazing statistic. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) Well, time is short. I'm glad you came to visit with us today, but we have a bunch more stuff I know I'd love to talk to you about. And I'm hoping you'll come back and visit with us soon. I would love to, Peter. I'm going to put all of your contact information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. But in case anybody wants to call you right at the end of the show, what is the best phone number to reach you? 737-9927. And that's in 775 area code here in Northern Nevada. Alicia Johnson from the Johnson Law Practice. Thanks again. Thank you. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. This is Peter Padilla, your host. Tell your friends and your family, your loved ones, too. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. Suntech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the Suntech Solar Screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. Suntech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call Suntech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. Suntech Solar Screening.